the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. We don't need no education. We don't need no thoughts control. Welcome to Education Nation, where we tackle the biggest issues in American education. School is now in session. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Mark Durkin. Well, good evening and thank you for joining us here on Education Nation. I am your headmaster and host, Rebecca Hagstrom, and it's a privilege to join you every Saturday evening here on AM 1280, The Patriot. And of course, I'm joined in studio once again by my uh, wonderful producer of Education Nation and co-host, Mark Durkin. Good evening to you again, Rebecca. How are you this I week? I am very good. We had a little bit of rain. Yes, lots of it there I on know, Thursday. I know. Oh. I actually drive up my driveway and my grass is still green, and I love Isn't that. that. Nice? Yes, and it's yes. not covered with leaves. And I'm thinking it's you know it's mid to late September here, and it's pretty nice that we're getting a lot of feel of summer. You know, it's extended. interesting because certain parts of the Twin Cities, I've noticed that the leaves are starting to turn color. Really? But they're not doing so where I live. No, me neither. Right. So <laughs> it still looks like summer at my house. I'm going to hang on yeah. to that as long as I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, back on our August 25th broadcast, we spent an entire show discussing the land. Supreme Court case, Janus versus the American Federation of State, Country, or County and Municipal Employees, Council 31, which is a politically powerful government union. And by a 5-4 vote in June, the U.S. Supreme Court delivered a historic decision overturning 40 years of precedent, which is going to potentially cost public sector unions tens of millions of dollars. Well, the highest court ruled that unions can no longer charge fees for non-member government workers to help pay for collective bargaining. In writing for the majority on the Janus decision, Justice Samuel Alito stated, We conclude that this arrangement violates the First Amendment free speech rights of non-members by compelling them to subsidize private speech on matters of substantiated, or sorry, of substantial public concern. And of all the public sector labor groups, teachers' unions are the largest, and they are the most politically potent. And during the 2016 presidential election alone, the National Education Association and the American Federation of Teachers spent a combined $63 million bolstering Democrats, much more money spent than any other public sector union. Now, in light of the Janus decision, the inability to charge fair share fees for core functions, teachers' unions fear their members will flee their budgets will dwindle in their ability to bargain with school districts and hold influence with politicians mm-hmm. will diminish. The National Education Association, according to an article that was written by AmericanThinker.com, they boast more than 3 million union members as the nation's largest teachers union. And over the next two years, NEA predicts the loss of 370,000 members in the wake of the Janus ruling. Consider those losses plus the current 88,000 educators who are now non-members who pay agency fees for the union. The NEA believes they will lose many of these as well. 
Here locally, Teacher Union Education Minnesota is a major DFL contributor, providing financial backing and other support from thousands of members. The PAC for Education Minnesota has spent $2.2 million in political donations since 2016. Can you believe that? That's a lot of Mm -hmm. money, mostly on DFL campaigns, making it one of the state's leading donors. Mm -hmm. And according to the Educators for Excellence survey, Minnesota teachers indicated they felt it is a lot less important for the unions to provide um, information, information, yes, about political candidates and their issue positions or support and endorse political candidates. Mm -hmm. In that survey, 62% of Minnesota teachers said their union represents perspectives only somewhat, while another 23% that it did not very much or did not at all. And with these survey statistics and the prognostications for a sharp decline in union membership in the nation's largest teachers' unions, interest is bound to be high here locally for teachers to embark on a mass exodus from education Absolutely. Minnesota. Absolutely. And we're seeing that the majority don't think that these political pieces of the union are very beneficial to them. Surprise, exactly. surprise. So finally, there's a day of reckoning here for these public sector unions. Well, here in studio tonight to help Minnesota teachers understand their union opt-out options is Kim Crockett. Kim is vice president, senior policy fellow, and general counsel with the Center of the American Experiment. Kim is an enthusiastic student of the U.S. Constitution and has been a member and officer of the Federalist Society since 1984 when she founded the student chapter at Penn Law in Philadelphia. Here in Minnesota, Kim was elected to two four-year terms on the Deep Haven City Council. She was also an appointee of former Governor Tim Pawlenty to the Minnesota Supreme Court Committee on Minnesota's Code of Judicial Conduct. Kim's research, writing, and advocacy focuses on public unions and labor law and public pensions, just to name a few. Federalism and the rule of law are the framework for Kim's policy work. She regularly consults with state and national policymakers and contributes commentaries to the Star Tribune, Pioneer Press, and other newspapers across Minnesota. She also guest speaks at area chambers, business groups, and on radio and television, explaining the impact of state policy to Minnesotans. And we are privileged to have Kim join us here on Education Nation. Thank you so much for joining us, Kim. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about this. Yes, it's an important topic. And as you're going to point out pretty soon, this is an important week for our public sector teacher union. So we'll be getting to that in a little bit. So I'm going to jump in with some questions for you right away here, Kim, uh, since our time is always so limited and goes so quickly. Um, As of June 27th, fair share payers, those that are non-members of unions, are no longer required to help pay for collective bargaining costs as a condition of employment as they were before. So if a teacher has opted out before, such as in the case of a fair share payer, does that teacher need to do that again? The the simple answer is no. Um, Now, Education Minnesota actually raised union dues last summer in Mm. 2017 by $14 to pay for something called a renewal agreement campaign. Mm. Uh, Teachers may have seen it as the power of we, ads on television, videos, emails. There was this whole campaign uh, anticipating a loss uh, at the Janus case. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I would just that's, that's important say, to know. If, mm-hmm. if if you are not if you are not a member of the union, 
uh, on June 27th, you would not sign any kind of union card. You were a fair share fee payer. You got a pay raise that, that day. <laughs> uh, Wonderful. We, we, yeah, our, our impression is that every school district uh, and every public uh, employer across Minnesota stopped deducting fair share fees, about 85% of union dues from paychecks. So, and I think those checks were generated on July 1st, um, though that may not be true for all public employees. So they should have seen a pay raise. But what we're concerned about is that some may have felt pressured or fooled Mm -hmm. uh, into signing this renewal agreement. So Mm -hmm. just just be sure of that. But Mm -hmm. if you really were a fair share fee payer, uh, on June 27th, nope, there's nothing you have to do. you got a pay raise. Uh, congratulations. And what else can you do with that money? <laughs> right. Well, and a lot of money, too, because as you pointed out, even though they're non-members of the union, they were still paying about 75%, did you say, of the union dues anyway? 85. 85%. 85%. Think of that. You yeah. know, that's and, that's yeah. just highway robbery. <laughs> you know, I just... Well, and most of that wasn't going to collective bargaining. Right. That's my point. going to yes. politics. Yes. Yep. It's going back Not in the pockets collect- of yeah. a lot of candidates, too. And usually, yeah. as we've pointed out in the introduction, the vast majority of those donations are going to Democratic camp- candidates versus any other independents or Republicans. And I thought that that was all supposed to be done away with in the Abood versus the Detroit Board of Education case that the left was very upset. They felt that or they felt that that case uh, was being ignored um, with this whole Janus ruling. Is that uh is that correct? <laughs> kind of corrected uh, some well, poor uh, decision, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Abood was a very naive case. Yeah. Um, it was actually launched in 1969 by 10 wonderful educators in the Detroit area, Mr. Lewis Abood being the lead. And it took them eight long years to get before the U.S. Supreme Court. And, and the court very naively said, you know, um, well, first of all, very rudely said, well, you know, we're not worried about this impingement on your First Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. We're not going to make it join the union. But you, it would be unfair if you didn't pay for this wonderful contract mm-hmm. that the union was negotiating on your mm-hmm. behalf, even though you didn't ask them to. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, because under labor law, a certified labor union has the right to exclusively represent everybody in the bargaining unit. And that's still true Mm -hmm. after Janus. That has not changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so the court naively said, well, you know, we think you should pay for whatever the, you know, nominal cost of collective bargaining might be because you're getting a benefit from this contract. Nominal cost becomes 85% of the union dues. (laughs) And and get this, in in Ohio, it was 100%. No way. Oh, my goodness. I'm not making that up. In California, it was something closer to like 75%. So it varies around the country. It's, you know, federalism at its best. But, but, but the long and short of it is that unions said, oh, my gosh, these people are so naive. They're going to let us decide mm-hmm. what, what is collective bargaining and what isn't. And so our school teachers have been paying for things like um, the uh, union attending LGBT 
to um, conferences and advancing oh the LGBT, I can never even say all LGBTQ of LGBT, or something like that. Yes, I, I think call it LGBTQRS. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, because it's like what? How many genders now? I've, Thirty-two quite or a something. Few. Mm-hmm. But that—that's what they were including in collective bargaining. Is just every, they threw the kitchen sink in there. Yeah. And and Minnesota is actually on a two-year teaching contract. It, it starts on. July 1 and goes for two years till June 30th. It, it hasn't changed a whole lot in mm-hmm. decades, and they're not spending a lot of money, frankly, on what like teachers it. would like them to mm-hmm. spend uh, mm-hmm. time and money on, which is, you know, um, how can we uh, support our teachers, offer them professional development, and all of that translates into doing a better job with our students in the classroom. That's yep. what they want. That's exactly um, right. So, yeah. So yep. it's a long answer to one yep. of many questions that you have. Right. For me. So right. Exactly. I not to be so long. <laughs> no, it's very interesting. Point. It's good for it's good for all of us to get that background on that case. Well, with the Janus rulings focus on non-union workers. It's important for our listeners to know that there are provisions for teachers that are union members to opt out of the union. So if a teacher is a member, how can they resign or opt out from Education Minnesota and its affiliates? When does the opt-out period begin and when will it end? Well, the opt-out period begins, and this is why I'm so grateful for your show, uh, on Monday morning. Wow. Uh, Or actually, you know, midnight or whatever, Mm -hmm. 12.01, Sunday night. So so uh, September 24th okay. uh, is the beginning of this narrow seven-day window, and it ends on Sunday the 30th. Okay. And I have a website designed just for teachers in Minnesota called educatedteachersmn.com, okay. uh, where there's an FAQ. We're going to cover a lot of them here today. Mm-hmm. There's information on liability insurance. There's stories about teachers. And, and I wanted to say at, at, at the uh, outset that while I'm excited about the idea of teachers exercising the, what I call their Janus rights now, mm-hmm. um, we don't want to be like the unions and tell people what to do. Right. This is a choice. Right, right. And it's a, it's, it may, may feel like a too big a step for, for some teachers and just the right thing for others. So that's why we offer the site um, and, and it answers all of your questions. But let's get back to teachers who are union members. Mm -hmm. The Janus decision uh, was written in such a way, and I've been a lawyer since a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Justice Alito was shouting from the bench. Mm. It wasn't just a laid-back opinion. This was a First Amendment case, and Mm -hmm. and our courts take First Amendment jurisprudence very seriously. Mm -hmm. He said that public employers better get the affirmative consent and have evidence mm-hmm. of that affirmative consent before they deduct dues from uh, paychecks. Mm-hmm. Good. Unfortunately, all of that's going to have to be litigated, and it's going to mm-hmm. take years. Mm-hmm. So here's what we have for teachers in Minnesota today. Mm-hmm. The union card still gets to set the terms unilaterally when union members get to resign. So both before Janice and today, what they have is this seven-day window that starts on the 24th. Hmm. And uh, so if teachers are still pondering whether they want to exercise their Janice rights or they've decided to do it, if you go to educatedteachersmn.com, you will find an opt-out page where you can generate a letter. 
Okay. It also has detailed instructions on what you need to do to feel really confident that the union can't come back and say, well, you know, you didn't dot this I or cross this T. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So that, that website should be very helpful mm-hmm. uh, to you mm-hmm. uh, in exercising those rights. We don't think the union's unilateral um, restriction to a seven-day window once a year is going to withstand scrutiny under mm-hmm. the Janus, uh, uh, you know, analysis. Right. Um, but until we get that ruling, this is what we've got. And mm-hmm. it's this fall, and it's exciting following, in, you know, the wake of, of the decision uh, in Janus. Mm-hmm. And I hope the website's helpful to your listeners. Yeah, we'll Absolutely. repeat that again, educatedteachersmn.com, for information about opting out and for a template to write a letter if you decide you want to do that. You're listening to Education Nation, AM 1280, The Patriot, with Rebecca Hegstrom and Mark Durkin, and our guest, Kim Crockett, from the Center of the American Experiment. And we'll turn our attention now, Kim, to just some of the inner workings of, uh, you know, the, the Janus decision and what this means for collective bargaining, since this really was at the center in the Janus case, how does it impact collective bargaining for both union and non-union employees? Well, um, the easy answer, again, is it doesn't. That's the short answer. The Janus case just said that uh, individual teachers and other public employees can't be forced to pay any fees in order to take or keep their job. That's all it said. Mm -hmm. It doesn't affect the certification of a collective bargaining unit. So um, when teachers went back to school this fall, you know, the local was still in place, the state and national unions still taking fees from them, Mm -hmm. and and, uh, teachers will be covered under those contracts. And we'll we'll get to that a little later in the rest mm-hmm. of the the questions. But the mm-hmm. the short answer is it has absolutely no impact on collective bargaining. Didn't okay. change those laws at all. Okay. okay. Um, a July article in the Star Tribune had cited the concerns of those that were opposed to this uh, Janus decision, and one specific concern involved an increasing number of teachers opting out of union membership dues, which will save each teacher roughly some eight hundred dollars annually. That is a, a lot, lot of money. Of money. Yep. And, and still benefit from the contracts that their local unions negotiate on their behalf, as well as many of the same benefits afforded to dues-paying members. It's feared that this could produce a, a divisive work environment, some termed it, also that it could pit teachers against one another, those who were choosing to opt out versus those that were choosing not to. Can a Minnesota teacher be fired, penalized, or retaliated against for not being a member of Education Minnesota? Uh, the law says if you do that, you're in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, not mm-hmm. only the employers, but the unions. It, okay. the, the, it's actually repeated in several places in our labor law uh, that they are, you know, of, of course not able to discriminate or punish or or uh, somehow retaliate against uh, our teachers and other public employees. So, so no, they can't. But let's back up. Why are people who do not belong to the union. And there have been, you know, it's been 7 to 10% of teachers all these years that didn't belong, but they were covered by the contract. It's because historically unions, you know, back in the 30s and 40s when, when national, you know, foundational national labor laws were being passed like the NLRA, the unions demanded that once they were certified in a workplace that they be the exclusive bargaining agent. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. So if I, let's say I, I'm a school teacher and I want to negotiate my own contract, I can't do it. I'm not allowed to hmm. by law. It's the unions that created that free rider, mm-hmm. uh, and some unions actually call people free loaders. I mean, yeah. it's just insulting. Teachers don't don't want to be free riders, right. but the unions demanded exclusive representation, so they created this problem. That is a really uh, important yes. point. That's yeah. critically important. I'm so glad you mentioned yeah. that, Kim. And, and there's a solution to it that, you know, I think is very appealing uh, to our wonderful teachers. And that is if, if, they're, if, they, if they think that the local is doing a good job, mm-hmm. after they've resigned from uh, Education Minnesota, the state, you know, uh, union, write a thank you note to the local rep. Mm-hmm. And make a donation, a voluntary donation to your local union. Hmm. It could be $25, it could be $100, whatever you mm-hmm. think is appropriate. And thank them for what is often a very difficult task, mm-hmm. um, assuming they're doing a good job. Right, if they're right. not, you know, you, you might just want to say, hey, thanks, and here's some suggestions mm-hmm. on how you could get me back. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's so. So the free rider problem is caused by the unions demanding that exclusive representation. And until that changes, that will be attention. And from a human standpoint, you know, I see you every day in the hallways. You're my local rep. We're colleagues together. Maybe Mm -hmm. we're friends. Write a thank you note. Thank your local rep. And Mm -hmm. and if they're doing a really great job and, and, and you can afford it, yeah, send them a check. Yep, it's yep. a neat solution to a sticky, mm-hmm. a sticky problem. Mm-hmm. And I've heard a lot of people do appreciate their local unions. It's it's tends yeah. to be more at the state and national level that they start to disagree. So we, we're running out yep. of time here. So I'm going to try to move on quickly here. Does the Janus versus the AFSCME ruling mean the union will disappear? Um, will teachers actually have to, I mean, you just got done saying that they can't actually negotiate their own contracts, but do you foresee unions disappearing as a result of this? No. What Janice is, is, is equivalent to legally is what's called right to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, so the land of the law, and, you know, land of, of our country now. or Law sorry, of the so, land. Yep. The law of the land. <laughs> we knew what you meant. you. We knew what you meant. Is right to work. Uh-huh. Um, but but that doesn't mean we've gotten rid of collective bargaining or that any of these unions will be you know de- will be decertified. So no, teachers are not going to have to negotiate their own contracts. Mm-hmm. Now in Wisconsin, they did something called Act 10, mm-hmm. and I'm happy to come back on the show and explain yeah. the difference. But yeah, Act 10 is 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 totally different. Uh, you do have some unions there that have been decertified because so many teachers said, eh, we don't need you yeah. anymore. Yeah. And by the way, there's a real market uh, now for teacher pay. Teachers are making more money. Mm-hmm. Um, school districts are have, have, have saved money on health care things that the unions used to make them do. Right. But that's a totally different thing, and, and Wisconsin is unique. Right. So, no. Okay. Um, the answer is they won't have to negotiate their own contracts. Unfortunately, there's some who'd like to. Yep. 
Yep, and can't. Um, mm-hmm. But most teachers, mm-hmm. most teachers don't want to do that, and they want their local to keep doing it, and the local will keep doing mm-hmm. it. So then, another concern that teachers might have is what happens to their liability insurance coverage if they choose to opt out, or the other one might be what are the, what happens to their health care benefits if they choose to opt out. What happens at that point? Right, and there's a whole page on my website, educatedteachersmn.com, that talks about the liability coverage. Um, Think about it this way. You've had colleagues for decades uh, who are fair share fee payers who weren't members of the union, and and there's national associations aimed directly at teachers that provides, uh, you know, in some cases, better liability coverage, double the coverage of Education Minnesota you know, for very, very small, uh, very small premium um, compared to what you've been paying in dues, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then you can talk to your auto and home, you know, mm-hmm. insurance carrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had somebody tell me a week ago that he could get a, a policy, half a million dollar policy for 23 bucks a year wow. from his home and from his home and auto. That's amazing. Um, and so we haven't gotten deeply into that because we don't want to get into the business of endorsing, you know, insurance companies or right. carriers or any of that. But be, we rest assured if you're worried about that, and this has been a very big topic for mm-hmm. teachers uh, processing their Janus rights, sure. you can get plenty of liability coverage. And not only that, but they'll walk alongside you just so, just like the union did. They'll defend you. They'll be there for you. Mm-hmm. If, if, you know, some crazy parent sues you or, mm-hmm. you know, some, something happens, something happens at school. Now, in terms of your health insurance mm-hmm. and pension, mm-hmm. that comes from your employer. It never came from the union. Some people think it comes from the union, uh, and the union would like you to think it comes from that, too. That, <laughs> it's that, one of the manipulative know, that, tactics, that, yes. It, mm-hmm. it is a little manipulative, mm-hmm. and it's meant to intimidate and, and frighten people. But as an employee of a school district, teachers get their benefits from the employer, mm-hmm. and that includes pensions, health insurance, uh, and so none of that gets interrupted. None of that, you know, is changed. Mm-hmm. It may be, the pen, by the way, pensions are not subject to collective bargaining in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's it, it, which isn't to say that the unions aren't at the bargaining table when negotiating things down in St. Paul. Right. And you and I can chat right. about that another time. Mm-hmm. But they, but it all comes from, comes from your, you know, employment relationship. Mm. Uh, not from the union. Hmm. That's good to know. I, that must be distinctive of Minnesota because I, I I remember hearing that Detroit was having to cut so many pensions because they had kind of promised the moon to these public sector worker, workers years ago, and now they can't afford it. So, well, um, but the, the the pension contributions are still made by the employer and the employee. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't. It's not the union that administers the pension fund. It's mm-hmm. the state. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, um, Minnesota hasn't done a good job. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to come on and talk about. I'm an expert in public pensions here. That'd be uh, Mich- Michigan's doing a little better. Okay. Uh, than than we are. Uh, and Wisconsin's actually doing great. They have uh, they have a very solvent system. Uh, that, that does it differently than any other state in the country. Wisconsin mm-hmm. pensions are in terrific, terrific shape. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's good to know. All those normal employment benefits, 
Um, you know, it's just like here at the center, we have a 401k and I, I get contributions as an employee from the center and then I make mine. And that's, you know, a little different from the pensions that teachers have, but it has nothing to do, you know, theirs have nothing to do with this third party union. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been so helpful talking with you today, Kim. I'm so glad that you came on the show and helped us make sense of the Janice decision and how that relates to our teachers. And we do have teachers presumably listening or people who are related to teachers. And we just would ask that you would share uh, Kim Crockett's website with people that might be interested in learning more about their Janice rights. And her website is educatedteachersmn.com. Educatedteachersmn.com. And and, and no time to waste. Yes. Yes. One week. It starts Monday. One week. One week. All right. So starting Monday all the way through next Sunday. So uh, get on it if you're interested. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you so much again, uh, Kim, for joining us. And thank you to our listeners for joining us as well. If you would like to listen to this podcast or any other podcast, please go to our website, ednationmn.org, ednationmn.org. Visit us on Facebook at Education Nation Radio and Twitter at ednationmn. We'll see you again next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.